This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a huge Happy New Year and a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry New Year's Day podcast. Myself, Lee Keys of SystemBet.co.uk, is joined by John Lang. Good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, sir. And last but not least, just three on the show this week, um, due to commitments of other contributors. But certainly last but not least, he's bouncing after training uh, a winner at Weatherby with Demi Sang the other day, Neville Ender. Welcome, yeah. Neville. Good evening and happy New Year's Eve. Yes. Um, I, I really enjoyed your horse winning the other day, um, primarily because I'd laid the second. <laughs> 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 what stage did you lay the second? Uh, probably about about two out, I think, um, in running. Um, <laughs> so I was I was absolutely bouncing when you're more so. I bet you were jumping up and down when uh, old Demi Sang did the biz for you on stable debut. Yeah, it was surprisingly he was um, he was able to win on ground conditions that probably didn't suit him over a trip that was short of his best. And his first run for nearly five weeks, but uh, yeah. maybe that's the key to him. Heavy well, ground, two miles. You I know. mean, you've certainly done the trick. You've sweetened him up there from the other yard. Um, so, I mean, it was that was plain to see. You got a happy horse there. Let's hope he keeps happy and onwards. Yeah. So, so Demi sang for Nev there. Right. Uh, without further ado, um, we'll get on with the the. You spanned t- the plot there, Nev, going and winning with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no bets, no bets have been landed here, unfortunately. There's no anyway. plot, I can assure you. No, <laughs> no Nev's, plot. Nev's just happy to train winners. Um, so yeah, so we'll get on to the tipping part of the show and where we go give our three best bets each contributor, and hopefully we'll make it a New Year's Day to remember while you're recovering from the, recovering from those hangovers. So we'll move on to the first bet of the weekend. I shall go first. I shall lead you off. Um, with a bit of an obvious one, really, but I still think it's a little bit of value. So I'm just going the one-point stake in the 125 Cheltenham, the Dipper Novices Chase, Long Press um, at 15 to 8. Um, I think that's a little big, if I'm honest. Um, it, it's usually sods low because this horse has cost me fortunes so far. It jumps badly left-handed. Um, it edged to the left at Exeter. It, it jumped to the left before uh, over hurdles. Um, and yet they went right-handed twice and managed to win twice at Ascot and uh, Exeter. And it cost me fortunes. So you know what Sod's Law is, that Long Press will turn up left-handed where it should absolutely adore uh, conditions and the, that way around. And you know how, how the game works. It'll probably jump like an idiot and... Um, and then I'll probably do my money punting it, and that's 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 the sod's law. But long press for me, uh, I think I think he's he was always going to make a better chaser due to his physique, and um, I do like the horse in this, and I think fifteen to eight is very fair to win the Dipper tomorrow at Cheltenham. So that's one point win. Long press at fifteen to eight for me. Neverlander, I would like your third best bet of uh, New Year's Day, please. Um, well, I'm going to go to Fakenham for the third best. And it's a filly that I've 
I've literally followed over a cliff. I'm just, I'm, but I daren't not let her win without me having something on her. And I do think that there is some scope now. She's up in trip. Table Mountain in the 340 at Fagenham. She was a really good flat race filly for Andrew Balding. And she used to race between a mile six and two miles on the flat. And rather surprisingly, her present trainer Tom Simmons has been keeping her to around two miles although he did try her one day over an extended two mile three at Huntingdon but primarily she's been kept to around the minimum trip over hurdles I think this step up to three miles could be the making of her I'm not saying it definitely will be but it could be I mean he must have had his reasons why he kept her to two miles but she runs off a mark of 103 which is you wouldn't put her down as being absolutely chucked in, but it's not a strong race. And she has got the blinkers on for the first time, which could be a positive or a negative. It, it could make her run free, in which case she'll find the trip on the on the, 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 the far side. But I'm going to give her one more chance. Table Mountain, 340. I'm hoping the distance will suit her and she should be a reasonable price as well. 340 at Fakenham then for Neville's third best bet. That's Table Mountain. No prices are out yet at the time of recording. So what we'll do is we'll be we'll give Neville a fair price on the opening shows and um, and that, that'll be the price we'll record it at for a, for a one-point win uh, for Tom Simmons' Philly there, Table Mountain. Uh, John, come to your third best bet of the New Year's Day cards, please. I bet both of our remaining solvent listeners are chance <laughs> to get this. That's why we've got Neville on. <laughs> just just yeah. to bring balance to the force. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's funny this game, isn't it? You know, I mean you've got a Welsh national behind closed doors, then Cheltenham say fuck you, they're only down the road and they're letting thirty thousand in tomorrow. That's a crazy world. Insane, isn't it, really? Mm. I mean the best thing about tomorrow is that Doncaster is no longer next year. <laughs> The road to Doncaster, yeah. We were actually in Doncaster, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, we can we can count it in days rather than in months. Yeah, like, yeah starting tomorrow, you know. I mean February's only four weeks, isn't it? So I mean yeah. that, that's now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'd start talking about the Lincoln in February. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> uh, well, um my first bet is in the two ten at Muscleborough. Yeah, I'm taking on Tommy's Oscar because I think the ground might just go a little bit too soft for it, and uh, I'm not exactly convinced that sticking a claim around is the best move around here either. I think you want a bit of jockey ship, and I think Henry Brook on first impression, providing that can jump a bit better than last time, um, it's it's one on heavy as air on the flat. Um, I think that that's probably a, li- a little bit of value against Tommy's Oscar in this race, and uh, I'm going with that one anyway. One point win. Well, the the interesting thing for me about first impression, he, um, he was he was very impressive at Weatherby. He, he did look a very well handicapped yeah. horse off 120, obviously, given his given his uh, second to Dubai Souk off 85 on the flat. Um, the, the, he made light work of the 120 there at Weatherby. And obviously didn't get very far um, uh, last time out at Musselburgh. But yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think if there's one well-handicapped horse in there, 
um, it could be him. Um, if he if he if he brings his A game, he sometimes does. As I say, I tend to think quite a few of these won't handle the ground either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anna Benina, he's kept Anna Benina away from soft ground a lot. I don't know if that's a that John McConnell has whether that's just a plan or just just the way it's happened. But yeah. he just he's always seemed to keep 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 that that horse for, for good ground. But yeah, in, interesting. Um, so first impression, John, seven to two. You're going to get for your one point on the nose selection as your third best. So you like, well, that's 3.5 points. <laughs> we need every point we can get. Um, uh, so we've gone to my second best bet, and um, it goes again at Cheltenham. Um, I've tried to stick to the, the television cards for maximum adrenaline and entertainment. Um, not going to be much adrenaline flying around on New Year's Day, but Pylon is my second best in the 235. Philip Hobbs uh, and Ben Jones, uh, eleven to two available. Um, I think that is, is is excellent value for money, really. And I wouldn't put you off if you want. I'm going win, but I think each way also has some appeal with some rather generous looking bookmaker each way terms in certain areas. If that's your thing and you can get on, but Pylon for me, I, I I genuinely believe this horse should be market leader. I think Philip Hobbs has got him back after some really sketchy runs that he's been he was putting in um, uh, last season, and I think that's the key because he was second in a Martin Pipe uh, off 138 to uh, Indefatigable, and that is the strongest form by some way in this. Um, I don't think you'll get any superior form anywhere. And as I say, he was impressive last time. Um, you know, when beating the Cobb at Sandown. And still, I think the mark's still very workable off 137. And I think that's a nice play for me. So I'm going to go two points on the nose, pile on, um, pile on exactly, um, in the 235 Cheltenham uh, tomorrow. So that's my second best bet. Neville, come to your second best, please. Uh, my uh, second best of the day is Catrick in the 320. And it's uh, one of Brian Ellison's. He's got two in the race. He's put Nathan Mosscrop on Shamrock Wine, which I suppose you could argue could be the pick of the jockey bookings because Nathan used to ride out quite a lot for him. But Sam Coulthard rides the other one. It's a horse called Baltic Baron, who is coming on the back of a wind operation, which has probably been the reason why he hasn't been finishing his races off that well recently. He's had... Just a handful of starts, the three obligatory runs for a handicap mark, and all those three runs over hurdles have been at Sedgefield. His last run was possibly his best, although I've, I've noticed the Racing Post had him running to 100 on his last two starts. But he's a horse that goes on the ground. He'll enjoy the sharp two miles at Catrick, and off 102. He could be thrown in. I'm not saying it on his form he is thrown in, but he could be thrown in. If that wind surgery can just have the desired effect, and obviously when the ground's riding soft, you do get concerned that horses have had wind surgery or, or have had a wind issue, uh, it can catch them out. But Catrick's not really a course that comes up very, very testing, although it probably will tomorrow on saying that. But I think Baltic Baron, uh, he, for me, could be, thrown in off 102 interesting and and like you said very very good platform for baltic baron uh, in his in his career raced in the high 90s for david omara ended up with brian obviously not running to those levels but still a very smart level in the summer 
Um, it, probably the pick of them was second to Sharpcliffe at, at York over 10 films of 83. Um, so, so again, 102 seems quite attractive. Nev, like you say, if the wind surgery has, has, had, a, has had a positive effect, it could make the horse um, very tough to beat if it has had that desired effect. Um, no tissue prices at the moment and no no odds. The tissue, the, the, it's looking like it's going to be about a five or a six to one chance from what I can see. Um, would you be going each way, Neville, for your for your for your for your bet? I would. Win? I wouldn't go each way on anything beneath fifty to one. So <laughs> give me fifty to one. We'll, we'll go each way, but I, I wouldn't be entertaining each. I just don't like betting each way. You either no. win or you don't win. Yeah. No, that's fair, fair enough. I mean, Quentin's the same. That's why you two sit at top of the naps table, while us each way, Charlie's sit at the bottom. Um, so, so it's a two, it's a two point uh, win for Baltic Baron for Nev as his second best bet. And again, we'll give him the best. We'll give him as soon as the shows come out. Um, we'll record that for for the for the for the naps table purposes. So thank you, Neville, for that. Uh, an interesting selection, John. Your second best, please. I'm actually in well. <laughs> I'm actually in the till fifty at Musselborough tomorrow with uh, a horse of big gingers, Gaelic Coast. Ah, Gaelic Coast, yeah, McCain's, yeah, yeah. So I thought this one had excuses last time. They reported that he'd slipped on the approach to the first, never travelled after, so on and so forth. Um, I'm I'm convinced more so by the fact that this is. Taking on quite a few well dogs and shit houses really here, and <laughs> I think uh, I think this this horse still has a little bit of potential about it, and uh, given that potential, I'm quite happy to rock along with that one. Yep, Gallic Coast, uh, not the best of races. I mean, you look at the the opposition. Gold de Bois often gets beat. Uh, Amor de Nuit. Although travels strongly um, in in its races, obviously sometimes doesn't find as much as what you expect. Uh, Nietzsche uh, has several several jumping problems at the moment. He, so yeah, so a solid solid selection from yourself. So Gallic Gallic Coast, John, uh, four to one. I'm giving you for a, a two point on the button bet um, no. for your second for your second best bet. So good luck with that. Okay, we'll come on to best bets now. Drum roll. Um, mine again goes in the, in, a, in a television affair. Um, Three ten at Cheltenham tomorrow, and I'm very very keen at the prices. He's under pressure at the moment, at the time of recording, but I still think there's a lot of value there. Um, the five to one available about Stormy Island there in the three ten, the Rail Keel Hurdle. The mare is very attractive for me indeed. I have no idea why she's been put in so big because since she she was obviously a very good mare when trained by Willie before going to Paul Nichols, who obviously didn't have the right right vet or medication and um, and couldn't get the best out of Stormy Island. Back to Willie Mullins, where the jungle juice is rife. And uh, good old Willie uh, got a play in a good tune last season. She won two races, including a grade one. And um, she was, to, to me, that, that level of form... With the with the with the weight she gets with the mayor's allowance against the males here, uh, the seven pounds in, in in the case of brewing up a storm, the favourite. Um, I, I think I think that brings a right in it. That means that if brewing up a storm's one fifty seven, she's got to run to one fifty. Well, I think she is one fifty um, on a day, and um, she proved last season she was at one fifty level. And I don't really get the price at five to one. Um, I think, like I say, th- this will tear off in front. Nothing will take her on. 
Um, and and it's one of those really. It's it's whether she's on a on her A game, and if she brings her A game, she's going to be very very tough. I feel so. Stormy Island is my best bet at the prices certainly, and it's a three point win on the nose bet, and uh, hopefully can uh, beat Bruna for Storm and McFabulous. Uh, to land the rel keel for my best bet of New Year's Day. Neville, coming to you for your best bet of tomorrow. Um, maybe not necessarily the best bet, but because I do fancy my other two quite strongly, but I'm, I'm going to yeah. nominate Art Approval in the uh, 2.35 at Cheltenham. It's, it, yeah. is a, it is a tough handicap. I'm, I'm not deluding myself into thinking this horse is a, is a snip. By any means, but it, it's interesting if you look through closely through this horse's form. He's only had ten races in his life, of which three of those were over middle or staying distances on the flat in France. He's lightly raced. He's been to Cheltenham on four previous occasions, and on all four occasions, he's shown improvement. In his last run, was over two mile five so you take his, his stamina on trust he's never raced beyond that distance but he runs like he wants to go up in trip he's been raised eight pounds for his win over Parry Calore. Parry Calore has since gone on to win as has my Bobby Dazzler I think I'm right in saying and there's been another one as well further down that's won over fences uh, he's from a yard in form he for me would be the only horse that has got scope to improve there are there are dangers, but I did actually think Dolphin Squire looked okay, but I couldn't have him with his champion amateur rider on. I just I just couldn't. Um, you mentioned Pylon, uh, an obvious chance, and Tamar Bridge, who did us a good turn or did me a good turn uh, when yes. last seen about a month ago. Um, he's another one. But I think there is value in, in art approval. I, I haven't seen any betting, but I, I'm assuming they're going to go four or five to one the field. I think he loves Cheltenham. He's got a lot in his favour. acts on, on soft ground. And I don't think there are any negatives, but I'm, I'm under no illusions. It's a tough race, but I'm going to make him my nap for, uh, for New Year's Day. Good stuff. Um, so it would be three points win for you, sir, at um, 11 to two. So that's a fair enough price. That's with Bet365 uh, at the current time of recording. Um, Bet365 usually hold them overnight if you can get on overnight. Um, if not, no worries. Plenty of fives available also. So thank you for that, Nev. And uh, the best of luck there with your best selection, Art Approval, who goes head-to-head with, with Pylon, uh, with, with myself liking that. So interesting. Which one do you prefer, listeners? Um, interesting race indeed. John, over to you for your very best bet of New Year's Day? Well, with the, in the interest of keeping our two remaining listeners spinning right over, <laughs> I, uh, I've gone to NAS on Sunday, actually. Ah, right. Fair, yeah. That's, that's, the, yeah. The, the grade one novice, um, where you've got Willie taking on BFJ, which is a bit like saying, do you want diphtheria or cholera, isn't it? But... <laughs> I've actually rode along with what do you want in that race. Um, it's considerably better than the, the two BFG horses on the clock. Plus, I think it's going to be rotten ground there, and this has really good bumper form on Harry. Um, and I, I'm really surprised at the, the price. I think this is round about the 92 mark. And uh, I, I, I make this about... 
I have to tell you, haven't I far to be honest against these. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to rock along with this all in. Good, good stuff. I mean, it is a competitive affair. You've got Hollow Games heading the market eleven to eight. Um, Jinto second in at two to one, and yourself, John, uh, third in at nine to two. Yeah, um, I like to think I'm having a good cut at these champion juvenile races in Ireland, and yet I'm not, I'm not actually trousering any cash. I thought I should have trousered some cash last week when. Uh, Three Stripe Life got probably the worst ride David Russell's ever likely to dish out to anything. Yeah, I thought that probably should have won. Yeah. Gets on gets on Galvin and rides like fucking God, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, it, it's just the way it seems to be going at the minute. He's every self-fulfilling prophecy is coming true. It is, it is. There's plenty of seconds and thirds amongst the uh, amongst the bets on the Bastards at the moment, but uh, Neville and Quentin holding the foot up nicely. But that, but John's best bet is what. Uh, do you want in the uh, two ten at Nace? That's the Lawless of Nace Novice Hurdle, Grade One affair. Two ten. Don't forget on on the Sunday, not New Year's Day. Don't get your times mixed up. Um, so don't forget that one. So that's John with his best bet of the weekend at nine to two. Thank you, John, and thank thank you, Neville, for your selections. Let's hope it's a it's a good weekend for us and and punters likewise. We'll move on to the uh, terrestrial uh, television affairs now, obviously to give people a guidance for anything that might you you might have any thoughts on, and uh, we'll we'll have a look at the uh, we'll open up with the Dipper Novices Chase at Cheltenham, the the one twenty five race, um, where obviously I've tipped up Long Press for obvious reasons, uh, going left handed at fifteen to eight. Uh, Neville, did you have any thoughts in in the Dipper um, at the prices maybe or? Um. It's a cracking race, and I think whatever wins it is going to be cut for the respective targets at the festival, even at this early stage. I, I take on board long presses from a yard that they seem to place their horses incredibly well, and yeah. all the Phoenicia Williams horses just seem to love deep ground. I think she, her gallop is is a very deep gallop, and they they the train on that. It's it's definitely a step up in grade from the handicap it won last time, and yeah. I think it's probably, and I, I think it's going to be represent little value. The one I thought was worth, I say, risking. He's a good horse, Miller's Bank of Alex Hales. He won, he jumped beautifully at Huntingdon when he made his chasing debut. Admittedly, it was only a, uh, a moderate race, but you know you've got to start somewhere. And then his his jumping got found out at Newbury. He was chasing Pick Dohey of Paul Nichols's uh, when he came down either three or four out. He probably would have only been second to that one had uh, that one stood up. In fact, uh, Miller's bank himself and seated his rider as well when he looked the winner at the second last. But I think he's, he's the best of these over hurdles and I'm going to forgive him for them jumping lapses last time. I think it's a tough race and he's going to have to be every bit as good over fences as he was over hurdles to win it. But I'm going to stick with him, although it's a, it's a, it is a cracking race. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some good comments there regarding Miller's Bank. I agree with you. He, he sort of let him let himself down uh, with his, with his jumping last time. I didn't expect that from him either. Really, I I, I kind of expected more after the, after how well he jumped uh, on his debut at Huntingdon. Um, the point I'd like to, to say, Lee, is that 
The jockey, Harry Bannister, I think is the most improved rider over the past 24 months of any jockey riding at the moment. I think he's absolutely superb. That's Interesting true. comments. Uh, I mean, I mean, Harry Bannister, you, you, you associate with not getting, you know, many, many, many big rides. I mean, obviously from from the point to point scene, you know, in the past he's rode for for Mick Easterby and he rode for Harriet Bethel today. Um, you know, he, amongst other trainers, Alex Hales, Richard Bandy, he rides for, I think. Um, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, he certainly could be worth keeping an eye on him and, and maybe he probably deserves some better chances. Um, but he's not that young. He's been, he's been around a long time. I, I would yeah. assume he's probably in his late 20s now. It, the horse you mentioned, you just mentioned Richard Bandy. He rode a terrific race on uh, Richard Bandy's horse, the four-year-old chaser the other day at... Um, oh, yeah. He, he, that was he made me sick. Ride. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 was, I was heavy on Jer- on the second, Jerry Kerr-Rock, and, and you're right, he, he, he was fantastic on it. Um, he, because the horse basically wasn't foot perfect, and I just liked the way he... He, he kept balance. He didn't panic. He never panicked at any point. And you know, much to my despair, um, it was it was a it was a really really cracking ride. And and like you say, um, maybe a jockey there for, for listeners to look at uh, in future. Possibly one of the under the radar. Even though he's like like you say, he's been around a while. Probably one under the radar there for one or two listeners to uh, keep a watch on Harry Bannister when he's on one that you fancy. So Miller's Bank, a very positive mention for Nev. Um, and and probably rightly so, the best over hurdles he says, and 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 willing to forgive him for the uh, the errors last time. John, and you any thoughts on this? Um, to be honest with you, I, I like your horse going, especially going left-handed after a young last last term. Yeah. Um, I would keep an eye on the weather. I think if if it goes proper proper soft, I think it'll bring Lansing Queen into it by Jeremy. Um, you'd have no worries on on the ground with that one, and getting weight as as well. I think I think she'd probably be my idea of the biggest danger, but I think yours will win. Yeah, um, glancing queen, obviously a mare I really like. Very impressive at Warwick last time um, when beating Barbados Blue, obviously. But this is a, this is another step up um, from that. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how she goes, and probably agree, agree with Nev. Really, what a cracking cracking race to start uh, terrestrial coverage at Cheltenham on New Year's Day. On to the two o'clock, where this is the Paddy Power New Year's Day handicap chase over two and a half miles. Similar sort of format to the. The, the 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 Paddy Power series really where we they had the, the old Thomas Pink and you know the Mackerson etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, and Cole Cody bids to um, uh, arguably could have probably make it three had he not fallen the time before Cole Cody winning last time uh, John I'll come to you first any views uh, on this I know Al Nadam made you oh not not sorry, not Al Al Nadam um, Zanza made us a little bit sick last time because I I I tipped it up and. Um, it was absolutely making ground hand over fist late, but was never getting there. Frustrating. Uh, I haven't tipped him up this time because I thought it was seven to one. You any thoughts here, John, on this? Well, Zanza was pure heartbreak, wasn't it, last time? Yeah, I thought so. I'm not sure whether they'll try the same trick again and drop the horse out and try and pass 14 or 15 up the hill. (laughs) I don't. I just don't see how it works, you know, because the minute you do that, you're betting on pinging the last eight fences, aren't you? Yeah. 
Well, it missed the second last start as well, yeah, which was. Know, a, I mean, that, that, that's what you, you're betting on, isn't it? Really, you know, you're saying, "Well, we're going to ping the last eight, and this horse isn't going to, is he? You know, I mean, that's the that's the problem. No, his, his jumping doesn't seem to hold up under pressure. No. Um, the the one I was interested in actually at a price was a toy fill for the Jelly Dale Brigade. Um, despite, <laughs> despite the advancing age, um, I mean this this thing was nudging 160 at one point. Um, well, he's had his problems and all, all the rest of it. But I mean 136. Assuming these can get him right, and I mean, you know, he's he's, he's 12 year old. You know, I mean they're not going to be able to piss about ever and. So oh, we'll, we'll give him three or four to get him straight. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the need to be having him right and having a pop. And I think of 10-7, the very thing I'll think he's running loose tomorrow. Um, 28-1, too big. Okay, interesting. I mean, certainly the old, for the for the old brigade, Black Lion was uh, very impressive at Haydock earlier this week. On, on, on he's going to end up in the national again. That poor bugger, isn't yeah, he? Thir- you know, at, at, the, at the ripe old age of thirteen, or will he be fourteen then in the national? Is that, is that right? Have I read that How right? How old is he now? Uh, I think he's. I think he's thirteen. He's, he's twelve now. I think. Oh, he's I think, twelve. Sorry. I think he's twelve. I haven't looked, but I think he's twelve. Mm. I can't imagine there would be a fourteen-year-old. I don't know. No, but uh, he's looking good value now at 300 grand, isn't he, for Darren Yates? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, jeez, I mean, I mean, he's some price to pay, but I I, I mean, I was like blown away by his last performance. I thought that was it was almost like he was probably at his very best there, um, like of his entire career. Can't remember many better efforts, probably. On but then it was very deep ground, and we know he handles that kind of ground, and we know that. That's what he excels in, whereas probably everything else might not totally excel in ground that deep. Neville, going back to the two o'clock then, um, any any view here for you? Yeah, interesting to hear what you were saying about Zanza. I've backed him the last twice at uh, in those big handicaps. And uh, I, I did notice from looking back through previous performances, I, I think he's a horse that they genuinely thought he was a two-miler and they've dropped him in just to make sure that they don't stretch his stamina. And he's almost become very lazy now. He did wear a hood in his earlier part of his career and it was probably a little bit fizzy, but now he seems to have gone the other way. And they're actually putting some cheek pieces on him tomorrow just to maybe give him a, a little bit more help or the jockey a bit more help in the early part of the race. Yeah. He's he's got a fair mark. He couldn't he couldn't single him out and say he's thrown in because he's not he's, no. he's, on, he's on he's on his proper mark for what he's achieved he's, he's weighted to dead heat with cool cody but i think that had he not got hampered and had a, a clear passage from uh, the, the top of the home straight last time he probably would have prevailed uh, i'm not com- convinced he wants really soft ground although he was traveling well one day at cheltenham when he fell i think at the third last on soft ground, but his his best form prior to this season had been on good ground. But I'm I'm going to stick with Zanza. There are loads of dangers. I couldn't have a trois fill if I was looking for a horse that wouldn't be winning tomorrow. A trois fill would be my number one. I just do not. I I think he's completely gone, and I think you have to be 
somewhere near your best to win these handicaps. Yeah. Um, the the top weight's a good horse. The um, Venetia Williams horse, Funambula Savola, uh, second in the Peterborough Chase, probably wasn't his best career best performance. And off 155, to win these races, you have to be, I, w- I would say you have to be at least seven pounds above your present mark to win these races because the third and fourth horses in these type of races are going to run to, to form. So you probably have to be, so is Funambula Savella 162 horse? Probably not. No. So, so then you're looking further down the weights and so from, from halfway downwards, they're not great, are they? You know, Galahad Quest, Admiral Barati, high up in the air. They, they were winning at smaller tracks. I think high up in the air started winning at Plumpton or Fontwell last season. You know, this is a big step up to Cheltenham. I don't think it's a tough race, but there are a lot of out of form horses in here. Um, the two Nichols horses are not exactly on fire. Either Magic Saint and Simply the Betts ran awful last time. Janik is not exactly at the peak of his form either. I think Zanz has got a real good chance. Yeah, I, I, I think like yeah, it's one of those races again, Nev, where like you say that you you cannot afford any mistakes. You you've got to be absolutely. That's his problem, isn't it? He, he just make the odd error, does Zanza? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, and and like you said, there's always one sort of like balloon or you, in in the race, or and because of the nature of the track as well, you, you can find yourself on on the back foot there. Um, and and then that's when problems start with with clear passages, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. Uh, Zanza, I was interested in at fourteen to one last time. Um, seven to one now, kind of. I'm, I'm more lukewarm and more more of an in-running punter for me um, in terms of Zanza tomorrow. Okay, we'll move on to the two thirty-five. It's the three-mile Paddy Power handicap hurdle. Um, uh, again, uh, a relatively competitive affair that we've we've already covered off myself and Neville, uh, Neville with art approval and myself with Pylon, both solid chances. Um, you can see uh, both reasonings there. John, anything to add on this race? What did you think on the 235? Um, if pressed for a bet, which thankfully I'm not, um, <laughs> I would probably have rocked along with Ask Dylan, who I think is fairly consistent. It's a Carson distance winner. He's one off a higher mark and he's off here. Um, for the lad that's riding him actually tomorrow and uh, I, th- I, th- I think if I had to have a better he'd be an h player for me Okay, ne- Nev, would I be harsh in saying uh, Max Kendrick off and Liam Harrison back on is no negative? <laughs> I'd say it's a big positive <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't, I didn't want to like Without yeah, that background claim <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So that could be that's an interesting one from John. The fact that uh, old Max is in the saddle, and uh, Liam Harrison, uh, who, who gave a, a good ride uh, to one eye back the other day, tip top cat Fergal O'Brien's, um, again didn't panic. Similar sort of ride to Harry Bannister on Saint Palais. Never He's panicked. Quite a decent rider, isn't he? Yeah, never panicked, and just and and kept kept the horse wide in the best ground away from the, the chewed up ground late in the day. And I, I just thought that's the lad that's quite, he rode that quite maturely, I felt. Um, so, yeah, Liam Harrison would be a plus from Max Kendrick. So, interesting there, John. Um, so, we'll move on to the final race at Cheltenham, which is the Rel Keel. Again, I, I've I've tipped up here, so I'll stay quiet. Um, and, Neville, I would like your thoughts on the Rel Keel, please. Yeah, it's... Um, it's really a nightmare, isn't it? I, I, I fancied... 
the horse that's been taken out indefatigable, but yeah. probably it probably wouldn't have won because they're taking it out because of the soft ground. But I, I thought she had the best chance. I can understand why he fancies Stormy Island, but she did run awful last time. I know, and I know it's it was in a probably a better race than this, but I I'm not convinced. I don't like horses that have moved from one yard to, from, from the top yard like Paul Nichols, even to William Mullins. I know she she seemed to she seemed to improve for going back to William Mullins, but. Can she really improve again? I, I'm, I'm, I don't like Stormy Island. I don't fancy her. I yeah. think I don't. I've got no strong opinion, but if pushed, I'd probably go for McFabulous if everything's okay with him. He hasn't been out for 268 days, which you know there's been some good staying hurdles around that he could have run in. So maybe he has had a problem, and I have noticed that he's. He's had a wind wind surgery since we last saw him, but he's open to improvement. I mean, it was only his was it his, uh, his second season last year. He was a novice, but he was a good novice. And then he, he had, oh, was he a novice last season? I think he was a novice. Um, he, he, he hasn't been over raced anyway. He's got probably got a bit more scope. Was he a novice last year? He can't be in Canada because he's eight years now. No, I don't think he was. I'm no. just looking. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a novice last year. No, but he's he's probably open to more improvement than. Than anything in the race, I, I thought the, the international that the international hurdle that Guardio Dreams won was the, the the worst renewal. I'm not saying it was a bad race, but uh, in comparison to other years, it wasn't a great international hurdle that he won. And I see the handicapper didn't even have him improving; he's left him on 147 for that. Brewing up a storm, won it. He won at Aintree last time. He he's got that penalty ante to give to. Um, to two or three of them, I don't, I've, I've no strong opinion. But if I'm forced to have a bet, it would be McFabulous. But I'm not forced to have a bet, so I'll just offer it as a selection. Well, the, the interesting thing, McFabulous was six to four on to beat Brood Upper Storm in last season's uh, National Spirit at Fontwell. Yeah, that, at Fontwell, yeah. Yeah, and McFabulous jumped awful that day, really awful. Uh, jumped to the right, made a bad mistake. He, he just, he just, whether he just didn't like the sharp nature of the track, I don't know. But he, he, he just wasn't happy from He's an early stage. Six pounds better in this time, though, for five exactly. and a half Exactly. So, so with that in mind, you make a good point because so you've got five and a half to make up. You're six pounds better, and he didn't do anything right that day. He did, no. you know. So, so you make the point that McFabulous could be the best horse in the race first off the wind up. So Neville, they're making a very good point. Uh, about McFabulous, um, if the wind ops were this wouldn't this, again, like you say, Guardian Dreams 147. The handicapper left him alone t- for winning a poor international, um, and yeah, it's it's a very it's a winnable race for something that, that obviously shows up. And McFabulous could well do that. John, your opinion on this? Isn't it really well named, McFabulous? It sounds like <laughs> sounds like a Scottish drag queen. <laughs> I was thinking McDonald's, like some kind of new burger. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is fairly simple tomorrow actually um, stick yourselves 200 quid on Stormy Island and get out at threes in running before well, the top of the hill. well there is that because I, 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 I know on the blind side often goes Andy but I don't, th- nothing usually no I won't take this on, no nothing usually softies takes softies 
But uh, yeah. but yeah, for you calm berry budding wannabes out there, um, that could be the the, the play there. At Stormy Islands are back to lay, and it'll probably pro- it'll probably go short and get beat as as you as for once of most of my naps recently. Um, and Nev also very keen on McFabulous and made a po- made a good point there. I felt about about that horse. I I, I would if 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 I wasn't back in Stormy Island. Uh, who Nev doesn't fancy? I I would be on McFabulous, I think, rather than brewing up a storm. Um, on 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 the better terms compared to Fontwell last year, where things didn't go right. Right, we'll go up to uh, north of the border for three races on the telly box there, and the first one that uh, ITV are showing is the one forty, which is the Betway bet, Betway Hair of the Dog handicap hurdle. And looking at the race in question. It looks like Jeremina is the market leader for Donald McCain and Brian Hughes. Nev, any thoughts on this? Um, I absolutely detest this race. I've got no opinion <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I, I tried to make a case for something, I, and, I, and I found that there were there were negatives with just about everything in the race, um, save for Jeremino who seems to be improving, but the handicap has had his say. He's put him up to 133. The only one I could put forward was Nicky Richards' horse, Caius Marcius, who was a very good novice chaser, but they've they've put him back to hurdles for the past couple of seasons. And he chased home the horse that we've already discussed, first impression at Weatherby, of a £2 higher mark than what he runs off. And... You know, it's not impossible with Connor Rabbit, who's Clay, who's just it used to be in Ireland, but he's gone to be the conditional now at Nicky Richards, and he can claim because he hasn't ridden three winners, he can claim the full ten pound allowance. He's only got ten stone too. Oh, running and, rampant, army. <laughs> I'm gonna say his ears stick out of his helmet. I'm top. <laughs> yeah, but he's gonna be a he's he's almost gonna be a double figure price in a race that. Nothing stood out for me. I'm going to take a chance with Caius Marcius. So Caius Marcius for Nev, and that's a, that's a, that's a boost for your bet, John, who thumped this one. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Whether it be your first impression, so so Nev's giving you a, a boost for your first impression if he likes Caius Marcus with the ten pound bug boy, as they like to call them in the states, taking the ten off to bring it down to a workable ten stone two. Um, I'm I'm in Nev's camp here. Um, this is a Possibly a, a port and pate race, John. Um, if you've got any port, that is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm well fixed for port, actually. I've, I've got uh, three bottles of Corbett Special Reserve in the cupboard <laughs> at, at time of recording. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all right for part, and I've got, I've got a tremendous selection of cheeses for tomorrow, actually. Oh, yeah. tremendous. Outstanding. Dutch Gouda, by any chance? Martin uh, Spencer? Believe it or not, believe it or not, no. Um, oh, that's disgraceful. I know. Well, uh, Jason McCarver was very kind and brought me th- three lovely ones from Lewis and Cooper in Nathalaton, who uh, purveyors of fine cheeses and wines. If you'd like to send us a case of anything, obviously we're we're always up to receive gifts. Yeah, <laughs> on the basket. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, the the one I kind of like to well, the, the one I'd like to say win actually, because I'd like to say we've got a winner tomorrow is uh, Brian Ellison's horse Ashington, a nice little pipe opener at Subtle ten days ago, um, and I think that it could be argued there's still a little bit. More in the locker for this horse. Um, again, Henry Brook, I, I, I think he, he rides fairly well round here. 
I, I couldn't be strong on it, but I, I would like to say Brian have a winner. He's, he's, he's had a rough week, him and Claire. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I completely concur about the race from, from Nev's point of view and, and, and what you're saying. Um, it's not a race for me to get involved in, so I apologise. I'm not offering anything in that. Um, I won't be getting involved. Uh, 210 race there. It's the quite valuable Betway Hogmanay handicap hurdle uh, over the minimum trip. Uh, John, obviously, you've tipped up first impression. And I I definitely agree with you that if there's one horse in here that still has more to come at the mark, it has to be this one. I can't see any other runner in the race that's got much really uh, in hand. I mean, Christopher Wood arguably you know, has, has, has dropped a little bit in the weights and has won over this course and distance uh, off a mark of 143 uh, before. Um, I, I genuinely feel though he, he loves a strong pace to run at, etc. So mm-hmm. whether we'll get that here for Christopher Wood to show his very best, I'm not so sure. I always you, think you he might get to run nice. hair enough. Um... Well, yeah, you could do, I suppose. Yeah, of gingers, yeah. Um, uh, absolutely. Uh, Nev, your thoughts on this, please? I think they'll go a good gallop, and I think the genuine generally do go round Muscle, but they go a good pace because it's such a sharp track. Yeah. And five and twenty, I think, will probably make it. It used to lead in its novice season. It is this is a another very difficult handicap that you couldn't be confident about anything really. And Hamilton must be just about the best permit trainer around at the moment with horses like Pay the Piper, Nutswell, Babington Bob yeah, and Tommy's Oscar uh, to have just those horses from a handful in your yard must be uh, cra- crazy really but Tommy's Oscar's gone up to 150 now and life's going to be difficult for him Tom Mitchell takes off a good seven uh, Tom's he is good value for his seven pound claim uh, Christopher Wood for, for me was my idea of the possible winner um, he has won round here Angus Chalida is like Tom Midgley, another jockey that's good value. Uh, I couldn't really be strong on anything. I give Anna, Anna Barina, Benina second in the Scottish champion last, last year, £2 yeah. this time. Got to have a chance, although I think the ground might be the key to that one. I think she needs it uh, a bit quicker than what it's going to be. And first impression off just 10 stone three could, uh, has got a featherweight. It's a race you couldn't be confident about going into it, but if I had to put up a token selection, it'd be Christopher Wood, but that's purely, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it got beat, though. Yeah, good good shout, good good shouts from the pair of you. Um, we'll move on to the 250 race, which is the final race there. Uh, the Betway Old Rike handicap chase, where John has tipped up uh, Gallic Coast uh, for Brian Hughes and, and McCain um, in, his, in his best bets. Uh, Neville, um, thoughts here? Um, yeah, Gallic Coast has... He's got his fair share of weight, 100, off 140, but you look at the race and, again, you can you can pick holes with a lot of them. Nice chair of Brian Allison's at the foot of the handicap was a class act on his day, won the Greatwood Hurdle. He hasn't quite reached the same heights over fences. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not convinced he totally enjoys jumping fences. Gold Dubois won pace and those twos next to his name uh, testify that. And Amor Dunwee is another horse that... Is consistent, travels well in his races, but doesn't always find off the bridle. I'm I'm going to come down on Joke Dancer, not because uh, I think he's informed because he's not. He's, he's coming here on the back of three okay runs this season, but 
I think going this way around might improve him. When he's been running the other way around at places like Haydock and Weatherby, he's been jumping out to his right. I think jumping, if he, if he does jump out to his right, it won't be a problem at Musselburgh. He slipped quite markedly in the weights. He ran in a, a good race at Carlisle last time um, behind an improving horse of John Joe's called Papa Tango Charlie. He's been dropped a further four pounds, but he's been dropped around a stone from about 12 months ago. He could represent value off just 128. I noticed that he's the outsider in the racing post betting forecast. So I'm going to go for Joke Dancer. No, fair shout again. Like I said, dropping the weights. Uh, 128 now for a horse that basically has won off marks of uh, a lot uh, bigger than that. 134 twice um, at Warwick and Weatherby over fences and 127 at Haydock. So perfectly well handicapped Jerk Dancer um, if, he, if he likes it. I agree with you, Nev, about, about Nietzsche. I think Nietzsche is the class act off that mark, 127. But for some reason, um, even though he's won three times over fences recently, he's been showing signs that he's really not enjoying. Um, and he wouldn't be the biggest. I can remember I was at Cartmel in 2019, and I was there that day when he ran. And um, I spoke to Brian, and basically the one worry with with Nietzsche going chasing, he isn't the biggest. Um, you know, he, he's never been. I mean, obviously not bred to do it. Poet's voice out of a generous mare. There's, you know, it's basically he's not. I don't think he's the most natural uh, of fences, and, and I don't like I said, I, his enjoyment levels probably getting less and less as time goes on. But that he refused, didn't it, Cheltenham? Yeah, yeah. And I, it was a long way behind, and you can't blame him for wanting to call it a day, but he, he did refuse. He, he's never looked to natural over fences, has he? But, you know, the, the fences at Cheltenham and the fences at Musselburgh are completely different, so it might it might be that the smaller courses sue him because if he lacks a bit of scope. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't write him off. No, no, not off that I, mark, I wouldn't no. write any of them off, to be honest. No, it's that kind of race. Right, it's yeah. very, tr- very tricky up at Musselburgh. Um, but, so my advice to listeners, unless you fancy something strong, maybe maybe not not bother too much there. It is, it is tricky racing, even for us to sort. Um, finally then, chaps, uh, we just move over to Tremor for the 220 for the Album Boar race, um, where he's obviously r- runs his Gold Cup prep. Um, <laughs> have we got any thoughts on this? Can we get him beaten? Ah, oh, let's hope so. <laughs> I mean, what a shit house. I, I mean, it's it's an interesting. I mean, trainers are trainers, and they, and they and they do what they do, but it, it's got to be the most boring of Gold Cup profile winners, I think, ever. I mean, I mean, I don't. It, it's won at Tremor in two thousand and nineteen, uh, two thousand and twenty. Um, on the run-up, you know, to to the festival, and I just I'm a bit I'm a, a bit like Henderson sometimes. I know they're looking after these horses, and they have to do the best for them. And but are, are we are we saying this is a sexy look for racing? That 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 one of uh, racing's you know best best staying chasers makes an appearance at Tremor and then goes straight to the festival. Nev, what's your thoughts on it? Because you're a trainer, so. What, wasn't they? Didn't they want to run him somewhere else before? Uh, was they going to go to Leopardstown with him over Christmas? Sure. I think. I think they, they were, and for whatever reason, they've redirected him to to his usual race. Uh, I. I mean, the trip. The trip's probably on the short side for him. Two mile six. He's not going to be 100% fit. 
I mean, there's no, there's no way William Millions is going to have him absolutely at his peak. So he's he's going to have to run to near his mark. To win. If Brahma Bull, who gets £7, can run to his mark of 157, that would take him to 164 at the weights. He's not that, he hasn't got much to find with Album Photo. For me, I wouldn't, he wouldn't be a bet for me. I wouldn't even be interested at two to five or, or one to no. two, whatever price. I, I'd rather just watch the race, but if I had to have a bet in the race, I would lay him. Yeah. I don't think, it, I don't think it'd be at his best. And you know that William Mullins wins with lots of second and third strings. You know, but it's, it's, it's shit really, isn't it? Let's be honest. You know, I mean, <laughs> or the locals probably love to see the Gold Cup winner. But it's it's just it's just a waste of time. It'd have been better if they let the gold cup win a parade and let the other houses start the race. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Actually, that's a very good point. You make up for a competitive affair, I think. <laughs> to be quite an interesting yeah, it's race. It's interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's opposable. I'd, 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 I'm not saying he'll get beaten, but I think he is opposable at the weights. Yeah. And it's just a shame that they couldn't sort of re- restructure the conditions of the race. Maybe have them as give, giving, having given these horses ten pound penalties rather than seven, just to make it a little bit more competitive. Yeah. I tell you what, we should have done. We should have took the hint when the miserable bastard didn't run in the King Yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should. Yeah. Have. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, running in this, Willie. Uh, you'll watch. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's ended up winning the King George with the, with the, with the you know. I mean, he, he's as I said, he, he kind of what a sickening affair that was. Um, everyone that's on, <laughs> every, everyone's on Clan Deserva. Well, I was anyway in running as well. I thought, well, yeah, we're all right here. Um, but no, good old Willie. Um, Anyway, yeah, so an interesting race at Tremor. If you if you if you if you fancy getting out boom Furturby at two to five, some value might be had. Nev thinks that the prices are probably a little bit bit skewed and wrong. Maybe I'll boom Furtall drift a little bit. If you were making uh, a tissue, Lee, what price would you put him in at? I'd put him in at about evens. I don't think he's, he's I, too I, I wouldn't go evens, but I would I would certainly it's one of those as well that it's a difficult race to price because if he's ninety percent, um, you know, for the race, like you said, that that kind of then with the seven pounds, that makes him nearly almost. But I, I can see why I can see why you're saying I can see why you're saying that now. But but I would probably be around the, the, the eight to eleven, four to six mark. I, 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 that's where that's where I would pitch. I'll lay, I would lay him at two to five. I think he's I think he's worth taking on at two to five. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I agree with that. There's no way. There's two to five chances you can find on most days of the week, um, whether that's dutching two horses or whether that that are should be one to five. Um, and Album Photo is definitely not a two to five chance, knowing that he won't be fully tuned up. So yeah, he can't he can't go off to five, can he? No, I think he'll drift. I think I think most people think the same, and I think you'll probably see him around the. I, I expect him to see around one five eight, one six, one six two, at least, or if not bigger. I mean, uh, any, anybody outside the racing blogger that fancies piling into that <laughs> at two to five, I've got a fucking transport a bridge here for him to buy. <laughs> 
Ah, the old readers in pet days. Ah, great series. Um, right, we hope you enjoyed the show this week. Uh, we've certainly given some some good input. Um, Neverlander, thank you, thank you to you, Nev, and uh, thank you to you, John. Uh, really enjoyed your input and happy new year to you both. And hope Neville, you train some more winners. And Demi Sang wins another three or four on the bounce. Before we go, just like to announce that we're back on Sunday for the Sunday sermon. Myself, John. And uh, Lord Malvo are back to chew the fat on racing's failings, as always, where we'll give a few rants. And next Friday, we're back with a new bar steward. Um, we've got we've got uh, four lined up for the tipping, and I can assure you, uh, we're very pleased that this, this bar steward has landed with us. And um, all will be revealed next Friday um, as we move forward to our next tipping show. So that's all from me, John and Nev. Have a great new year. Great evening, great evening tonight if you're listening tonight. If not, have a great Sunday. Hope you're not too hungover. Bye for now. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.